Sergio, what's going on? What up? Look at the shirt. See, I botched that shirt so bad. So I don't know if you, if anybody told you, but me and Luke did a podcast, our weekly bodybuilding and bollocks podcast. And uh, somebody asked the question, what did you think of Sergio's shirt with uh, OJ Simpson? No fucking way. Someone asked me about my shirt. Oh, yeah. I, only, I only wore it because now, because we were so offended by it. I even love it a hundred times more. But it, it would be different if they were just offended by it because they're butthurt about OJ and Jessica or Nicole. But they seriously just don't even read it right. That's the problem. I, I think I read it wrong. Can I tell you what I thought it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. And I, a full disclosure, I'm an idiot. Because I, I totally like I totally fucked it up when I explained it. Because Luke, Luke hadn't seen it. And he's like, well, what does it mean? And I'm like, well, it's like oj's team versus her team and her, her team is the white team and oj's team is a black team right that's how people took it and i never <laughs> even thought about that until people were saying that go ahead that's that's exactly what i took it as and i'm like and then somebody explained it to me they're like no man it's my team is killing your team that's it and i was like wow i'm so fucking stupid i read way too far into it Right, people were messaging me like, man, you should be ashamed of yourself. Your mom's white. How would you feel if your dad killed your mom? I'm like, what? I was like, what if it had a picture of like Charles Manson and one of his victims? Like, no matter what, he killed her. It's not saying that I like, I'm happy about it, right? Or if I made the shirt. If I made the shirt, then maybe it'd be a little fucked up. But you got to admit, you knew it was going to rile people up when you put it on. Oh, of course. Is is that not what I do? Honest to God, when I saw it, so I'm, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see the shirt and, I, and no one says anything about the shirt. You're just, I think you're doing like a reverse pull down or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Nobody cared about the exercise or no, the type groups I was trying no, to sell. No, <laughs> so I saw the shirt and I didn't even read the caption. I'm like, he totally just did that on purpose and people are going to fucking lose their shit. And you, and you love it. You don't care. I think Why now don't, because I don't have... A sponsor. I don't have anyone that I have to like stay in the guidelines. Man, when I was with Labrada, yeah. if I put like the the f word, bro, Labrada be calling me up, flipping out, you know, because the Cubans yeah. are crazy Catholic, you know, and just crazy. Just, I mean, they're all good people. Well, he's got a he's got a clean cut company. That's absolutely why like right. But yeah. then, all right, so I was like, okay, I'll clean the language up. And then, do you remember that video of Phil where he's just like, "You crazy fuck, some too, yeah. whatever." Yeah. Bro, I was so hyped when that video came out because it wasn't Phil's nature. So I reposted yeah. it. Bro, this guy called me and said that he was going to drop me if I didn't no take way. it. No way. It was really? so bad. And I was like, man, it's not even me saying it. And it was so motivating because exactly, like, man, people are going to say you're not going to do something, blah, blah, blah. So I think now, just the first time in my life, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I, don't have to, I don't have to stay in anyone's guidelines. So especially with posts, you are your own exception. Well, I, I don't know, because you, you read it wrong, but you still weren't offended by it. No, I thought it was hilarious. That you- right. So <laughs> the majority of people that are going to be offended by it, yeah. Or just that taken back, I'm not doing bodybuilding for those people. Yeah. Like I'm not in this for them. I don't care about their respect. I don't, they probably don't know shit about bodybuilding. And, and when yeah. I clicked on a bunch of them, a bunch of them weren't even following me. I probably just popped up in their algorithm because a bunch of people were crying about it. Yeah. So now, I mean, that's just something I want to change in the sport too, is like there's a big difference between the fitness industry and professional bodybuilding. And somehow we're getting all lumped together and we think that it's the same thing and it's just not. The fitness yeah. industry besides all of their weird tendencies and, and their issues for their career, they're in shape for a couple months. Yeah. You know, and they post pictures for years. 
we're a professional bodybuilder, you know, even the 212 and classic, we live this life every day. So when people are sitting on their toilets on their phone, bashing bodybuilders, what, what they don't have or what they, you know, could be better at. I'm just, those are the exact people that I'm not doing this for. And I just don't care. So riling them up and getting them so mad when you're literally not going to change my placing on stage, I think it's just the best ultimate slap in people's faces. Like you're not going to pay my bills at all. You're not going to change anything about me. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I love that you're unapologetically Sergio. You're like, I don't give a fuck. You know what? It's funny because everybody says, I don't give a fuck. They do. But, but I don't think everybody means it the way you mean it. If I, if I, but then the same aspect too, like my dad was like that. He was like, I don't give a fuck about anything. And then he died poor, alone, didn't have any friends. He, he broke, he burned every bridge he could. So I think there is a, a, a big difference between not giving a fuck and about people's feelings that are just kind of those people that are going to get offended by stuff anyway. And then not giving a fuck when you actually did do something wrong, you did something wrong. You should give a fuck. And maybe someone needs to bring it to your attention. Uh, so I, I feel like I'm still that kind of person. If I, if I ever, not a shirt, if you're getting offended by a shirt, you are a vagina. Um, <laughs> but, but if I, if I ever did something where, you know, maybe I can't even imagine something I would say because no matter what, I don't lie. And I feel like if you don't lie, you don't steal, you don't like try and screw people over, then whatever you're doing is just the truth. And then if it's just a too harsh of a truth and you're kind of upset by it, then yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck. I guess the best, I guess a better way to put it than don't give a fuck is you're like, like I said, originally it was your unapologetically Sergio. You're like, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I do. If you don't like me, I, I'm not going to change. Yeah, I, I mean, my I don't. I also don't care about social media too, and that's that's been the craziest part. Why? Why? Why are you? Why are you so different than the rest of us? Why don't you care? Because, admittedly, myself, uh, you know, I'm as real as I can be, but I still get bothered by people that are upset for no reason when I really shouldn't care. So, how do you? How did you? How do you? So, how are you so easily like? you know nonchalant about it you're like i don't care if they like me i don't care if they do because i'm not trying to build a resume i'm not trying to sell ebooks online and and you do have to care if you are trying to do those things if you're trying to reach out to the guy who you know wants to type uh i'm all natty i'm vegan you know fuck steroids sometimes people they want to make money off those people You know, sometimes they want to sell them a plan. Sometimes they want them to buy their clothing. I don't want them to. If you're going to buy it, I want you to send your money back. I don't want your business. So I think knowing really at the end of the day, they're not going to change my placing on stage at all. And I already have enough things that I'm trying to live up to and, and, and work up to that have nothing to do with them. And it never is going to. So I think now on social media, and that's that's what I was about to say, the craziest part is the last year I took off. And that's another thing too. If anybody really wants to really get a, a, a slap in the face of what's really reality, take a year off, disappear, and then you'll see nobody gives a shit about you. You know, mm-hmm. they really don't. And that is, it's part of the game. You know, you're not, you're not in it. You're not in it. But I still think that people should still notice that I'm off of social media, but I'm still in the gym grinding. There's a big difference of someone who just took out. Like if um, these people watching, I don't even know if they know these names or not. But say Chris, Chris Cook. Chris Cook was going to be the next Mr. Olympia. He was going to be the next Jay Cutler. When he took off and he stopped training, stopped working out, you're right, I didn't care anymore. 
But if he had, yeah. like, take a year off and he was training and I knew he was in the dungeon grinding, I'm still going to be following him and trying to yeah. keep up with him, messaging him. So I think when I took off and I was still grinding and I was still doing my job, but the only difference was is I wasn't, hey, take this, take this uh, GAT pre-workout. And I'm not making these posts, you know, these forced posts every week. Everyone disappeared out of my life. Nobody, you know, besides you and a few other people messaged me. And it just reminded me that, yeah, and exactly. I saw, I think the biggest difference is I saw my dad be at the top of his game and at the end, at the bottom. And some people haven't seen that in their face. So they still think that these people are going to care about them. I know for sure they don't. I know for sure they're not going to. So now I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. And, And the craziest part is, I stopped caring about social media and my followers have blown up. So some people I think like that. And I think there should be one person. I think there should be one person from every industry that is just a no bullshit person. Not like a, like an extreme, like Lee Priest. Like Lee Priest was like that too. You know, he talked too much and it ended up hurting his career. So there is a, a, a fine line of trying to stay within those guidelines where you're not burning your own career with the heads of bodybuilding. But at the same point, I want somebody to be able to message me and know no matter what they ask me, they're going to get the full truth. Yeah. And you're not going to just get that from a lot of people. So if I could be that person where, yeah, I'm going to piss you off. You might not like me. You might not like what I say. But no matter what, you're never going to be able to say Sergio lied to me, cheated me, used me for something. Um, And I would rather stick to that than be the happy-go-lucky guy that's like, you know, I take this pre-workout and I swear it's the best. (laughs) So your your goal then is to be the bodybuilding purist. You're like, I don't care. Because basically what you're saying is, Everybody who's trying to do all this other shit, I don't really care about that. I just want to be the best bodybuilder I can be. Right, exactly. And I know now it doesn't matter. And I think we talked about it last time that I was on the show. Excuse me. I also realize there's a difference between a fan and a follower. And that's the other thing I'm mixing the fitness industry and bodybuilding up is my fans I love. I love the people that are messaging me. You don't, even, you don't have to even have been messaging me while I was gone, but I can tell when people are keeping up with my career. They see the downs and the ups, and they're still there. I see them sticking up for me when people are talking shit. But a follower, you're literally pressing a button. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all you're doing. And now people want to feel important, and that's a big thing now in the fitness industry. Is And I'm, and I'm seeing it now again. I'm being reminded. Now all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I went from – Sean Ray saying, I, I don't belong up on the Arnold stage to now all of a sudden I'm in the talk for the top. Now all of a sudden everybody wants to be on my dick and everybody wants, they just want to be the ones that say, I called it. You know, I was, I was, I, I said he was going to win and it gives them like validation that they're one important two that they, you know, that they knew they, they have this eye in bodybuilding and they yeah. can see what up and coming people are, are doing, but they don't, they're only just hopping on where people are. I don't think it's that deep. I think people just like to ride people's nuts that are doing well. Yeah, right. Well, so they can say, see, I called it. A guy messaged me yesterday and ended up having to block him because he was just, man, if I have to block you, you are, you're, uh, uh, <laughs> because I love, my, I love my haters. I don't want to yeah. block you because I want you to see me keep doing what you said I wasn't going to do. But he was messaging me to say, uh, I called it that Sean was going to be top two. And now I'm calling it that you're going to do good too. So, and I was like, all right, well, cool. Like, but I'm already doing good. You know, yeah. where were you? Where were you when I wasn't doing good? Yeah. And that's the same thing as like when the Patriots were on their winning streak. No one's like, you know what, Tom Brady, 
I know you just won a Super Bowl, but I think you're going to win another one. I'm going to go ahead and call. I'm going to put, put my, my, myself out on a wing here. That's not doing anything. You're not, you're not doing shitty. All you're doing is hopping on with everyone else. And they do. They feel so taken back when you're like, and? But I, I mean more in a sense of people in the industry. I don't mean fans on Instagram or whatever. I mean like the people in the industry that weren't there and now they see you making gains and now they are there. I feel like there's a lot of people in this industry, I'm not going to name any names, that want to be friends with the next great thing, right? It's not that they want to call it. It's not that they want to be right. I mean, they want that too, but it's more that they want to make sure if Sergio wins, I want to make sure he's my friend or I can have access or I can have an interview or I can take a picture with him or oh, absolutely that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, for sure. And Sean Ray, Sean Ray, I mean, I, I can do a whole show on how shitty Sean Ray is. <laughs> So one of the, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the first times that we got into it was because so my whole career, Sean was just like, "You're not going to win this. You're never going to win that." Not to me, but to other people. Tell me, I'm doing my dad's pose wrong. He's just constantly bashing me. Then guess what? I win New York. He's yeah. coming running up, running up to me. He wants to do an interview with Musk Development, and yeah. no matter what, I just have this like fan in me where you can be you can be a piece of shit but I'm still going to respect you because, man, you're Sean Ray. That's and I right. even told him, I was like, man, I'll do the interview with you, no problem. But Aceto is doing the recap with Palumbo right now. I have to do this with my coach. He literally just got me my first win. Can we just do – I'm just going to do that real quick, and then I'll come over. This mm-hmm. guy was so fucking mad that I wanted to do an interview with my coach first. Then he's bashing me online immediately. Doesn't even mm-hmm. wait. He's so mad. So either way, but, yeah, people like that, but watch when I do well at the Arnold, all of a sudden now we're going to, Hey, you know what? Let's put the past in the past. And you know, exactly. But if I didn't do good, nobody's going to be reaching out to me. I think yeah. the best thing that I ever did was get really close with Sean Roden. Seeing Sean's rise and fall is a constant reminder to me that it's at the end of the day, these people aren't here for you. And the people that swear by you even could be your manager uh, are going to turn their backs on you as soon as everybody else does. And they mm-hmm. want this. And I mean, this, this case was a completely different case. I mean, we haven't had something that's like this since Craig Titus. This is a big deal. But no matter what, at the end of the day, he had these people that are, man, I'll do anything for you. And then like that, they won't even answer your calls. They're gone, yes. And, and I saw my dad do that too. You know, he's, I, there, nobody showed up to his funeral. Nobody. So you're so, kind of so walking into bodybuilding. I mean, because of all the things with your dad, you're kind of walking into bodybuilding with a wall up. You're kind of guarded already before even like you you've never walked into this thing without that wall there without that force field or guard no, I, did. I did that's the problem in the beginning I did think that everybody had faith in me and they loved me and they and, and maybe that is why I'm so the complete opposite because I did get hit but I realized I yeah but that. where was where was the turn for you because you've always you've done well since you turned pro and that's what I say. I, it's, it's so crazy. People are like, oh, man, you know, he, he, he went through such a hard time and he was not doing well. I've literally only placed first or second in every show I've ever been. Like, it's not good it enough. Any sense. <laughs> it's like, but exactly. And that's what I yeah. keep talking about is expectations and bodybuilding are everything. Yeah. If you say this bodybuilder, and we do it a lot too, it forces people to bash other bodybuilders. So if I say, uh, if I say Luke, I say Luke is the best bodybuilder ever. Now it forces you to now break Luke down body part by body part and, and say how, why that's not true. Yeah. 
Yeah. But if I said something like, man, he's the worst bodybuilder ever, then it forces you to say, what do you mean? He's got this and that and that. And we, and we do that in the sport and, and it happens all the time where it's because you have an expectation. So you say, oh, Sergio, he, he should win. Yeah. And now if I don't win, it's like a letdown. Like, so all these people that are like, and I, and I get it, I get, I'm getting shit on social media from even my fans because, and I get it, they're so excited for me and I appreciate it, but they'll be like, man, you're winning this Arnold. But I don't, I don't, I'm not in this to get dick strokes. I really want to teach people this game and, and help them understand it. And the, I have the same answer to everybody who messages me about you're going to win the Arnold. And I say, I bet you've never been to a pro show in your life. And every single time I'm right, none of them have ever been to an Olympia or an Arnold because people don't understand in person, these guys are monsters. It's a whole other level. Yeah. And on Instagram, you look like Mr. Olympia. I mean, look at yeah. Brion. Brion. Brion won the Mr. Olympia to, uh, Classic at the same way I did my first show, 176 pounds. By himself, he looks flawless. But yeah. when you put Brion or Chris Bumfield next to someone who takes last place in the open, it is just not even the same thing. And, yeah. and I want people to go to shows. I mean, I want people to go to shows so we can support bodybuilding because that's how you support bodybuilding, not sitting on your phone and, and commenting. But I want people to go and I want them to be educated. But you going in and saying, Sergio, I know you're going to win this show. So now if I don't win, it's almost like it's a letdown. It's almost like I, I didn't do well. And that's not true. Can I ask you, how do you... So when I was competing, there would be certain shows that people would be like, I think you got this one. Or even after prejudging, say, they would come to me. I remember this happened a few times. It really bothered me. After prejudging, they would come to me and say, you got the show. The show's yours. It's for sure yours. You got it. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And uh, a couple times I fell for it. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to win. And then the show comes around and you're second. And then you're like. Which is great. (laughs) But it's a letdown because you believe them. Exactly. So the question I have for you is when you're getting all this hype, because you were flying under the radar for a long time, but all of a sudden, you know, I've been talking about you, Dave Palumbo has been talking about you, other people talking about you, that you've kind of like come more to the spotlight. So now is the pressure going to get to you or is everybody saying you're going to win going to get to you? Or do you take that shit in stride or do you believe it yourself? Or do you just say, cause what I used to always tell people was I'm bringing my best and it's in the judge's hands. Right. That's what you say. But in the back of your head, you're like, man, I, I had better this than that guy, and I should have probably beat him on this or whatever. But for me, for going into this Arnold, I, I know I know what's good and what's bad. I know that there's never in a million years that you're going to take someone who just got second place at the Olympia, and now somehow he's so bad that he's now lost to someone who's never even done the Arnold before. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And I want people to understand in bodybuilding, it's not politics. It's not. It's that this sport is a business, and it's also something where you have to work your way up and you have to earn certain things. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have someone who's had, not even to talk about the time under attention that Bonac and Dexter have had more than me. They've probably literally been lifting weights longer than me. 10 years longer than I have. So not even including that, just the amount of time and money that they brought to the IFBB, it's never going to make sense for you to now take this guy on his way out and say, you lost because this person, this is their best. They're just not going to do that. I wish, trust me, I, w- I wish because it's actually making bodybuilding boring. Do, you know? do, you think it, do you think it's that or do you think it's more human nature? Because I think, let's say you take a Bonac, right? You're second place at the Olympia. Is it, is it almost human nature where you're, you kind of have to let, let's say you come in and you look fucking amazing, right? Let's say you even look better than Bonac and you're going to win the show. 
is it almost human nature where they're like, well, that's a stretch. We can't let them beat that guy already. Is he already better? Really? Could he already be better? And then they kind of, and then they place you one spot behind them, almost grooming you for the next time you stand next to him. Right. Exactly. And it's happened in the sport. It's happened so many times and it literally happened. That's what Flex Wheeler is, is they kept wanting to put him and just about to, and then when it was his time, then he just didn't come through. You know, Phil Heath is really the only person that kind of went from from amateur straight to first call in the Olympia. And people need to understand that's not going to happen anymore because I'm so tired of people saying, well, this person got first call at their first Olympia. Yeah. In the nineties and the eighties and seventies, that's not happening anymore. It's just, it's not. And it's actually bad business for bodybuilding to take someone out who maybe has another year or two left and put this new person in who's going to keep growing. You're you're just always going to keep thinking, well, he has so much more he could grow. So let's put him in second and then let him stay hungry and then get bigger. And then before you know it, that person retires and then you're next in the running. I mean, they did it with Derek, you know, Lunsford. He just, when it was his time to nail it, he fucked it up. Yeah. But it, I'll take it. Shit, I'll take, I'll take the pitch. But the only way that that's going to happen is that they have to be off. And the people you're saying are going to be off are people that have never been off, like Bonac. Bonac's never been off. He might be flat, but, you know, so I have a chance that Big Romney might play his same game and he'll come in off. Dexter's age could maybe mess him up and he could come off. I'm not saying that I'm not going. Uh, and that's the other thing, too. When I, when I say, when I try to explain to my fans, I'll be like, well, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to go into the Arnold and win my first show. And I want to explain to them that a fourth place behind Big Romney, Bonock, and Dexter is a win. That's, That's a huge. Win. That's so huge. Yeah. Not only is the money crazy, now I'm like top six in the world automatically. I, I play so well my first. So there's so many things I can name about how amazing that is. But to, to when, I, when I say that, then they're like, well, yeah, you're not going to win with that attitude. Like, what do you think I'm doing? Because I know that I no. can't stand next to big Rami that I'm like, you know what? I was actually going to do one more rep, but I'm not going to do it because I'm not going <laughs> anyway. Like, what I, do you th- I think that's because uh, that's the, that's the fantasy part of bodybuilding, the fantasy part of sport that I think the fans love that they want to hear their favorite person go, I'm going to kill everybody. Cause they're kind of living, they're living through you. Right. You're right. So when, so when you say something as a realist, or as like, you know, an educated bodybuilder and say, okay, you know, this, this, and this has to occur for me to win to somebody living in a fantasy or living through you because you're their motivation. They're like, well, that didn't motivate me. Yeah. That didn't motivate me at all. That made, that kind of makes me feel shitty. It kind of makes me feel like he doesn't care because they don't, because they don't understand that you're, you're an educated professional bodybuilder and you're making an, a breakdown of a lineup. Right. Whereas they're just looking at you as their, their vehicle for motivation and, you know, their fantasy of what a great athlete is. You know what I mean? So when you, so when you don't say the things they want to hear, which I'm not saying you should, but that's probably why they get like weird about it. Cause they're like, well, that didn't sound really motivating. Didn't sound no, you're right. right. Uh, no, you're absolutely dead on. Yeah. And I never really even think about it that way too, because if, when I was growing up, and I did, I used to message people too. I mean, it had it used to be in an email because we didn't have social media. But yeah, if they wrote back, actually, kid, I'm probably going to take probably the next 10 years before I can actually see anybody in the Olympia. You're going to be like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to follow, I don't want to follow this guy anymore. <laughs> right. I don't got 10 years to follow this guy. So let's, yeah. switch, let's switch gears a bit, man. I just want to see if we can cover a little bit of what you did because I, uh, unlike other people, have been following you all year. 
and uh, we you were on the podcast you were on the podcast earlier this year, dude. I've always been a fan of your physique ever since you hit, ever since I met you, and then after New York, I was like blown away. So, but the size you put on this year is the spectacular part. Not the conditioning. I already knew you'd get in shape. Not the not the shape of your physique. I already knew it was there. Which are neither me. One's genetics and one's aceto. So it's not even something I'm well, really doing. I mean, I'm, so, I'm suffering. I'm not cheating on my diet, of course. Yeah. But it's still aceto is bringing my condition in. And the shape is genetic. So what you're saying is right. The putting the weight on is all me. It has nothing to do with my dad. What I, think, what I think the toughest part about bodybuilding is, and I think where most amateurs go wrong, is not the fucking diet. Most amateurs go wrong because their off-season sucks because everybody takes their foot off the gas. But it looks to me over the course of the last year, you've done some amazing shit because you look a lot bigger. I don't know what it's going to look like on stage, but you look a lot bigger. Yeah, no, so, you're, you're absolutely right. I used to say it all the time that how am I growing more in a prep on low carbs than I am in the off season when I can eat whatever I want? Um, so it was a bunch of things. Um, on a simple level, it was just that I realized when I'm trying to like force as much calories as possible into one meal, like I used to look up top 10 places are the worst places to eat. And then I would go to those places like Outback's got these 3000 calorie <laughs> fries, you know, and I bought this Russian bear, uh, calorie shakes, 5,000 calories, you know, so I'm just going so crazy with yeah. these shortcuts. Cause that's what they are. I'm trying to get as much in, in one meal. But then the problem is you're so full for the next four hours. That's right. eating. And then I also realized too, I was born with a hernia and I have horrible acid reflux. Mm-hmm. So when I'm just pounding these horrible meals that really don't have much in them, exactly. So I'm fucking my stomach up so much that it's now shrinking. I have so much acid that I don't eat for so long. So yeah. I tried to get rid of that. But the biggest thing was just getting my life together. I, I, Got divorced, so that was okay. that was uh, that probably put five pounds on immediately. <laughs> Not during the process. During the process, so, I so wait a minute, pounds. wait a minute. The last time we talked, I don't think you were married. The last were you married? The last time we talked? No, 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 no. I was already done. Right. So you we, were, talking, we talked in the off season. So I was, right. I was already. I was. I was doing pretty good then. And you were living in San Diego. Oh, I just moved. I literally just yeah. moved. I'm here now. Um, okay. So I did that. So you now, got divorced. And right. then, and then, just, sorry, go on. And the divorce, obviously, just the paperwork. But I mean, like cutting everything yeah. off, not not having that person in my life, uh, was the biggest thing. And then I just made a pact to myself that I need to figure out if this is for me or not. You know, you, and you've seen it too. You see so many bodybuilders that are like, "I'm going to make it one day. I'm going to be the best." They fucking divorce their wives. They quit their jobs. You know, and the whole time you're looking at them, you're like, "Bro, you're never." <laughs> It's just never gonna happen. So no matter what, even with my dad, you start to think, "Am I that guy?" Yeah. You know, like, am I? Did I just happen to walk into a New York show and, and beat a couple, you know, medium level people? And I, you know, I got this ring, but really deep down, I'm not that great of a bodybuilder. So to find out these answers, you need to just go all out, all out. And then if you can't make it, going all out, that's how you know this isn't for you. So I told myself what I'm going to do is, is exactly, I'm going to move. I moved away from everybody. Uh, and then I told myself, how many days in a row can I be perfect? And I think we, 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 we mix up perfect and what's better than what you normally used to do. So I literally wanted to be perfect. Didn't miss a meal. Didn't miss a workout. And, and exactly, sometimes shit happens and you will miss one. But then you start all over. So I would go X amount of days, X amount of weeks. And then if I fucked up, it starts all over. Now I've got to beat that score. And that's what I did. I just wanted to see how many times I can actually go in a row, not messing it up. And I really think I messed up 
three or four times. One was just traveling to Olympia, you know, yeah. traveling and stuff like that. Uh, but otherwise, it was just eat, sleep, and train. Literally, what we all say we do, but life does not let you do that. Yeah, and it's funny. My my best off season ever was exactly what you just described. It's where, and that's when I realized the guys who get to the very top are the guys who have the least amount of bad days. It's right. not it's not who's perfect. It's who who just fucks up the le- the least. The least because right. everybody because everybody's gonna fuck up a day where they miss a meal or whatever they they cheat on their diet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It sounds like your off season was just a culmination of how many great days could you have. Right. You're going to lose, you're going to lose sponsors. I lost my yeah. sponsors. You're going to lose friends. You know, so you have to know going into that, you have to have a, such a boring life, but then that's also will tell you too, if this isn't for you or not, because if you think that that life is boring, then this isn't for you. No, no. I, I loved it. I loved not having to worry about anything other than planning my meals around my gym. And I was, I was lucky enough, you know, I was training with Eddie Bracamane. You know, that's another thing too, is having a workout partner who will work around your schedule. It's very rare to have another pro and he was prepping for his shows and he was just the best person because the guy who is always late for the gym, that's me. I'm, I'm yeah. fucking that guy, you know? So, so usually I just get rid of workout partners because I, I don't want to force my meal and now right. All my acid reflux is all messed up. Or I don't want to make you late. So I usually just train by myself or with my best friend, which I have my whole career. So yeah. finally getting a workout partner that, man, he motivates me in the gym, but also is understanding of my schedule. So I was really thankful for that. This gym here in San Diego, I want to get you down here because, man, it yeah. is fucking one of the best gyms ever. Yeah, I'd love to come out. I've so been that, there. I've been there once. I love it down there. It is. It's, it's the best. Beautiful. Yeah. So that helped. And, you know, these are all bonuses. But I told myself, yeah. And, and then come and then here. You know, so then there was – uh i got where, the, where does cormier come into the play because i've only seen the last couple of weeks uh so me and cormier got together um in wisconsin randomly when i lived in chicago before i got my pro card oh this so is way I, back uh-huh so i went to australia for guest posing it's my first guest posing and i i used to be like drama and shit in school you know and i always had this thing when i was done with drama we had to go back to class we'll do a round off off the stage okay and why now 15 years later, I haven't done it since high school. Yeah. I want to do a round off off the stage in Australia for my guest posing. I had to have weighed out like a hundred pounds more than the last time I did it. <laughs> but I land on my heels and I remember thinking, well, whoa, I almost lost my balance and I landed pretty hard on my heels, but I was like, oh, fuck it. At least I didn't fall. I ran around the state, uh, yeah. and, you know, the, the seats and stuff, guest posing. Then I start to realize, man, my feet are starting to get really swollen. Oh, no. and getting worse and worse. And then I remember I went to dinner with Tony Doherty and Josh Nardowitz. And then I, my, my shoes were getting so tight, I took them off. And then it was time to go. I couldn't even put my shoes back on. My feet were so swollen. And I tried to stand up, and I couldn't even put any pressure on my heels. I fucking the- shattered one of them. No the way. The other one was so messed up. And this was five weeks before nationals. So, you know, and I, I, I tell the people this story all the time because Josh is like the best. So I'm over here and now in my hotel room, like, what a fucking idiot. Like, I'm yeah. that guy, you know, and yeah. I just messed it up five weeks before I came to walk. He comes to my room. He's like, man, we got to get, you know, you got to eat. And I'm like, man, I came to walk. So there's a video of Josh literally picking me up on his shoulder, walking <laughs> me around downtown Melbourne in Australia, taking me to get food. And somehow I come back to the States. I have both my feet in these buckets the whole night. And of course, the plane ride makes him swell up even more. And I land, I look like the nutty professor. I'm crying. I'm like, man, that's it. I just messed up. Because I had just got second at USA's. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in line to win nationals. And 
you know, I don't know. Maybe just it's what I keep doing. And I'm, I'm worried that this time, this prep, I have no problem. So it's going to be the first time I see if this is true or not. I think I actually only do well when shit hits the fan. So <laughs> somehow right. something got over me and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do, luckily my legs were my best body part. Yeah. So I didn't do any legs, but I was doing the hand bike, everything yeah. I could till nationals. And man, like, so, so long story short, now Cormier wants to train in Wisconsin. Yeah. And I was like, man, I don't want to pass this up, but I mean, I had my ankles wrapped and everything. So I just drove out to Wisconsin and trained with him. He never even knew. And I'm just doing all like the presses and stuff on my toes and stuff. Oh, you were training legs. Yeah. I, I just, I, I wasn't going to waste that. I wasn't going to waste that with him, you know? And yeah. he, he just brought it up the other day because he was telling somebody about it. And I completely forgot it. So we talked about it that I didn't even tell him until we were done. And so we trained together in Wisconsin and then I won nationals. I won the overall and got my pro card and mm-hmm. All that had happened. Every time I do well, there's always these horrible nightmares that were going on in the background. And, and I always ask myself, like, is this what everybody else is doing? Or no. pulling shit out of my ass? It is. No one's doing it. Well, no one's- everything, like everybody's got hiccups in their prep, but it seems like you have like ultimate turmoil. <laughs> and then you somehow get through it. But I was going to say, it could be why you might look so good this time is because you just, maybe you needed the freedom of not having any bullshit. I think the cutting part, I can turn it on and I'm just going to go all out. You know, I never cheat on my diet. If I cheat, it's probably because I had a, a couple peanuts. That's literally the extent of me ever cheating. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like, man, I, I had a full ride scholarships to a bunch of sports. You know, I was a top swimmer and track and football. And I passed all that up to be a pro bodybuilder. No one believed in me. And now if I'm going to cheat on my diet or fuck it up, when I don't have tests, I don't have midterms, I don't have exams, I just have one or two times a year, I got to fucking turn it on. So when it's time for me to diet, man, I'm, I'm on it. But it doesn't help you. It doesn't matter how strong-minded you are. You can't put weight on. That's science. It doesn't yeah. matter. You have cortisol, stomach issues, digestion issues. You're not going to put weight on. So yeah. I can turn it on to cut all day but I cannot have these things in my life going on and gain weight. And so that's what I changed this time. So I messaged Chris that I finally got my life together and moved on. When, when was that? When, when did you message Chris? We've been talking back and forth for a while now and, and yeah. trying to get him. These Kuwait guys have so much fucking money. Yeah. That, so, so back to when I won my pro card with Chris, he's the one who told me to move out to California. He's like, man, okay. if you move out to California, I'll find you a place to live and a job and blah, blah, blah. And man, I literally packed my car and I drove out. I was going to move in with, um, again, followers probably don't even know, Kathy Le Francois. Okay. Uh, so bodybuilder back in the day. And I was yep. going to move in. I was going to move in with her in her house. And then like, I'm driving from Chicago to California and then having a conversation with her. And I'm like, oh, blah, 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 about my dog. She's like, you have a dog? We've had several conversations about my dog oh, no. playing with her dog. And now all of a sudden, there's no dog that can be allowed there. So I'm driving to California to find out, no, nope, you can't live here anymore. So I have no place to live. So luckily, I called this guy I knew in California. He found me at some random spot in Long Beach. Yeah. So I moved into Long Beach. And so now I get to California. I'm like, whatever, I made it. Now I'm going to train with Cormier, and we're going to do this. And then we train a couple times. Kuwait calls him. He leaves. He literally oh. And it was just one of those things, man. I don't have, I don't have 10 grand to pay this guy to train me. So I can't even get mad that he's going to go for this money. And then, yeah, of course. And then when he went, look what it turned into. Then it was Rami, Roly, Nathan, Brandon. Then he was stuck out there for years, you know? So then we just, we didn't work together. So I'd seen him, you know, every now and then at shows and we'd always said about how we're going to get back together. So we've been texting back and forth, but I think right before the Olympia, I said, hey, I'm really serious about, and I was only messaging him about posing. 
Yeah. So so training and stuff like that, like every pro can be better. No one, no one, no one uh, is th- is is perfect. But I I suck at my mandatories. It's so crazy that I'll do a routine all day. Routines, your routines are good. Yeah. Um, but knowing the little nicks and things and tricks with your mandatories, besides the conditioning, I'm the yeah. worst. I'm yeah. such a fucking amateur. And it was actually something that really bothered me. Uh, Aceto sent me a video of Tampa last year just to kind of motivate me and you could see man i'm just like not even holding my poses i barely hold my breath and i just messaged chris to say i need you to fix that for me because i'm i'm trying to show up with at least 10 pounds difference and you're still gonna look like shit when you're huge and now still don't look like a professional you can't pose yeah yeah so i had messaged him hey can you come out and just do that and then that led into that he was just going to move in with me and we were going to train and that's what we've been doing so it's only it's going to be about eight weeks total Mm-hmm. Uh, since he's been here to the so Arnold. Chris is so Chris is living with you right now. Yeah, he's been here for the last seven weeks, <laughs> six weeks. Yeah. All right, so tell me what that's like, because you must have been a fan of Chris, of like comes like right. like coming up. I mean, I think we all were. Oh man, absolutely. So I, I really studied this guy. Like you did, like do you wake up and go, Chris Cormier is living in my house, and I and I'm training with him. Like, is it is it register or is it not registering yet? He's so chill and so cool. And he's, like, actually just, like, it would be like if you were here. It, it would be, like, it's just one of my boys. So I don't look at him like that. When Tom Platts lived with me in Venice, that was more, like, yeah. is he right there on the couch? That's like, Tom. <laughs> that's Tom, right? You know? so, and, again, yeah. I say this all the time. Who's, who's lived with a Mr. Olympia, Tom Platts? And Chris Cormier, you know, like I'm so, I'm yeah. so blessed for sure. It's been so cool. Yeah. But no, he really is the same as me. Like he's a night owl. He's yeah. very chill. It's very monotone. There's like no issues because one, I don't want anyone to be around me when I'm prepping in my house. Yeah. And two, people don't want to be around people that are prepping. No. You know, you're yeah, just in a right. mood and just sometimes, you know, you're just not your best. And it's been, it's been amazing. It's been really cool. Like we'll literally go to the gym. He'll destroy me until I'm going to throw up, pose for hours, come back. We just smoke and play video games, you know? It's just, like, a really cool. And then we'll go back to the gym, and then he'll run me through it again. And yeah. um, it's been the best experience uh, going into this. And if I had to pick between between the training and the posing and all the things that he's, he's helping me with, keeping me chill and calm is probably the thing that I actually think is going to help me the most at the Arnold because I'm all good while I'm here at my house. But for some reason, as soon as I go backstage, Fod, man, I'm just, like, a mess and all of a sudden it's like the whole year comes down to these three minutes that i'm going to be on stage and then everyone's taking their clothes off and i'm still that guy it's like holy shit that guy's fucking huge so and that's when i blow it and my body like widows away i can't get a pump i'm holding water um so i think just knowing that i have him there to kind of keep me chill i already know i'm not even worried about it going to the show so that's been the best part i think uh I don't think people put enough stock in how important that is because like that person for me was John Meadows mm-hmm. because for me, um, every week that goes by, it gets a little more tense for me. For me, I'm not, I'm not like fine until I get backstage. For me, it's like once the four week mark hits, I start to get like that nervous energy. Right. Then three, two, one, it gets worse and worse and worse. For some reason, John can just talk me down and keep me like cool and not worried about it and everything. And those were the best shows I ever did because I could, you know, when you get nervous and shit, it's like you said, you start retaining water. Maybe you eat something you shouldn't have eaten. You, Oh, I'm not full enough. I should have more carbs. And uh, John was always that voice of reason. So if you have that now, that's incredible. I mean, going into the biggest show of your life, right? 
Yeah, I think I, I always said this too, is that I have this theory that um, as long as they train well, of course, you have to bust your ass in the gym. The cockiest bodybuilders are actually the best. You know, and take Dexter, take Dexter for an instance. When he's back there, he's so chill. He, nothing's raising his levels. Yes. His walk, he is just. Dude, when he, he walks out on stage, it's like he's half asleep. <laughs> it's so true. Like, all right, you know, I'm clocking <laughs> into work. And then yeah. that's. Yeah. But, you have, but you also had to have killed it over and over and over again to know when you're on, when you're not. So I know that you had, they, they earned that, you know. Branch was another one. Branch, they just, they're always on. They never really off. And I think that has a lot to do with stuff that has nothing to do with anything you take, nothing you lift, nothing you eat. It's just your actual, like, in um, the person inside of you. Yeah. And when, yeah, when you can just be, you don't have to be cocky, but you have to be so confident backstage that it actually probably starts pulling more water out of you and you actually start to yeah. look better. Whereas opposed to where you're freaking out and you're like, Oh my God, this isn't ready. And this could be better. Yeah. Um, I'd only, that happened to me one time in 20 fucking years. One time I did the flex pro with Hani in 2011. And I remember standing backstage and Dexter was there and Evan sent up competed there. And Dennis Wolf was there, but I didn't give a shit. I was like, this is the best I've, ever looked and the best I'm ever going to look or the it's the most I could have done to look this good for this show. Yeah. I've never had that. Yeah. That, that was the only time I was able to walk out and actually, and you could see it in my posing routine. I'm confident. I'm like smiling. I'm like, but it only happened one fucking time in 20 fucking years. And it's true. You're it's like what you said, but I think sometimes confidence comes down to preparation too. You know, when you, when you're backstage and you know that you've done everything right, you did everything right. You trained your ass off. You, you know, you ate all the meals, didn't cheat, blah, blah. Your off season was crazy. I think you have more confidence. That's why I think branch has that confidence. I know what you're talking about. Cause I've seen branch backstage at the Arnold standing in front of that mirror. Cause at the Arnold, there's one fucking mirror. Oh God. And every, well, there used to be anyway. And everybody would take turns kind of standing in front of it. And, um, and this is like before you walk out, there's other mirrors in the other area, but before the walkout, there's one mirror. And uh, Branch would always be in front of that mirror. He didn't give a fuck who else wanted to be in front of it. And he, but he knew. It's like you could tell he knew he was there and he knew he was on. And um, I think it's because he just dedicates so much to it that you have to have confidence at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you, if you really dedicated everything you have to something, then you should have more self-esteem, more confidence going into the show. and with yourself and what you've done. So I don't know. I, f- I feel like, I feel like you're going to have a different experience backstage, man. Cause you've kind of dotted all the eyes and crossed all your T's. Oh yeah, man. I have not fucked up one time. And, and also too, and the same thing that's actually calming me down is this is what I said is that, look, now I did, I cut off everyone in my life. I've done nothing but be perfect on my prep. Now I have, I call it Chris squared. I got Chris Aceto and Chris Cormier. Yeah. Yeah. Both, you know, it's how lucky am I too to have, because Aceto, man, he has been going all out since we started this prep. I feel like because he he knows personally what I went through and that dark depression that I was going through, he wants this for me so good that, man, for the last year, he's been having me send pics every two days for a yeah. year. Yeah. And, then it, and then, I don't know, maybe 12, 14 weeks out, it was every day. I send yeah. pictures every day. There's no coach that does that. Yeah, yeah, so no. You can tell he is just on it. And then Cormier... I know he looks at me like, like I'm a son already just because of the relationship we've had. But if you're going to tell me that this guy who has the most second places is now going to be able to help someone to be able to maybe one day win the Arnold, 
Yeah. If you see how Chris trains his facial expressions, he's almost lifting with me. Yeah. And he's so adamant about it. So I have Chris squared. I have the right atmosphere, the right gym. If I don't do well, then this isn't for me. And well, that's no- not, that's, don't go that far. That's not totally true. But if you, if you can have everything perfect and you fuck it up. Well, the sad thing about bodybuilding is you can have everything be 100% and it only takes, you know, one miscalculation. It doesn't oh, mean- no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't mean like, yeah, trust me, because that's, that's what I keep telling people because they're like, hey, you look amazing. I always look amazing, amazing uh, a couple of weeks out. My problem is as soon as I start to cut Today, water. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's my thing. So, yeah, I'm still waiting to see. But we've already pre-planned that. We're already going to, now for the first time, we're going to do something different we've never done. So I'm excited to try that out. But I don't mean that. You know I'm, what I find, you know what, sorry to interrupt you, but you know, what no, I find no, cra- you know what I find crazy? That you, being you, as good as you are, still don't feel like you belong here. <laughs> that is fucking insane to listen to you say that. I mean, it's good to have that, that kind of humility. And it's good to have that kind of expectation of yourself. But at some point, you have to look and go, yeah, I think I belong here. Like, I think I, I, think I, I could, and I have the potential, and that's why I'm doing this. I think, I think that I could, I could uh, be what this sport is looking for. I feel like um, – I was just talking to Dan Solomon earlier today, and everyone's excited about the new owner of the Olympia. You know, and, and people have been kind of a little stale. And I feel, I feel bad, actually feel bad for Phil because he's kind of – because he was the, the face of the Olympia for those many years – it almost was like his fault when it's not yeah. his fault, but no matter what the Olympia has been, I mean, the bodybuilding has been a little stale, a little boring. And I, with Arnold bashing it and all these other past pros bashing it, I feel like they're looking for someone who's maybe in between, you know, yeah. they're not going to be a Dorian and a Ronnie, but at the same point, they're going to still be 5'11", 280s plus. They're going to be big. Um, and yeah. Eight, right. And I feel like bodybuilding is looking for this person that can fill all the criteria as close as possible. I can agree with that. And I used to get really mad at myself. I used to be like, man, I wish I was born earlier. I could have been competing in the 90s with the lights and all this. I've been saying it probably until about a couple years ago when I started to realize, actually, it's quite the opposite. I think my timing is going to be perfect. And if I can just do my job for the next two or three years, I feel like I can not only do well and be one of the top people, but I think I can change the future of the sport too. And just a lot of little things that we're losing a lot of touch with, with, with the sport. And just, I feel like bodybuilding is losing class and it's losing respect because of the fitness industry and social media, open bodybuilding is losing a lot of respect. And that's something that I want to change um, in the sport. So if I could, if I could do this sport for the next 10 years and I don't win the Olympia, but they say now we, you know, they, they dress different. We do routines different. We carry ourselves different. Like when I watched Ronnie Coleman go on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, I almost wanted to quit bodybuilding right then. It was like, just man, how he was talking. It was like, oh my God, this is the representation of our whole sport. And his body was, you know, amazing, but he did like a snap away. All his clothes came off like a stripper. And then he's just (laughs) almost on Jay Leno's table, hitting a pose. And guess what? A bodybuilder was never asked ever again to be on the Tonight Show after that. And I feel like we do need someone who is a good ambassador of the sport. And Phil has been that, you know, someone we can put in movies and we can have him, you know, next to the rock and stuff like that and, and take the sport maybe to another level. But at the same point, too, I feel like we're not us, but the sport is concentrating so much trying to make bodybuilding mainstream that we're so focused on it that we really need to just not care that much because the real bodybuilding fans are going to keep the sport going. You know what? If the rock doesn't want to do 
our sport or the or CBS doesn't want to air us because remember the Olympia is going to be aired on CBS yeah. and then what happened to that shit you know and yeah, it's like yeah. we keep so I just feel like at the same point I want to put us into new uh, avenues that we might not be in but at the same point fuck them we don't need yeah. them we don't we I'm don't, actually, we don't, actually it's funny I'm actually kind of glad you said that because I've I kind of liked I've kind of enjoyed the fact that bodybuilding is a little bit of a cult I don't. Like I feel like once we opened it up to everybody else, and don't get me wrong, I like having the other classes, but I kind of like what you said at the beginning of the podcast, which was, it's different. It's just different. It's different than just all the other fitness classes and all that. It's not the same thing. And I feel like in an effort to try and make it mainstream, we've lumped this like cult extreme thing and we're trying to force it. And it's like, it's just not, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's not, it's not supposed to be mainstream. What we do is a little bit fucking nuts. Exactly. So it's really nuts. And if you've never done a show, you know, cause I, I tell people all the time, if you've never been to a show or you've never even done a show, like you, you could do a novice show. You could do an amateur novice show, but at least you've done some time in your life where you had to cut things out of your life. And then the only thing holding you accountable is your own head. That's something that no, there's no sport. There's no yeah. sport with score points where you're, no one's around. And I do it too. Sometimes it's so funny. Like I'll, my mind goes so crazy. I'll literally be like, I confuse, like I'll be in a restaurant and I'll even see someone else's food. And it's like, man, I could totally just take one of those fries, you know, (laughs) but it's like, it doesn't even make sense. It's almost like, because I didn't buy it. My brain's thinking, well, that's not the same. It's not your, yeah. (laughs) I could just take it. And it sounds so stupid to people that have probably never prepped because you can also prep, but you can also go to a level where you, you do go a little psycho and you, and you do need someone to kind of keep, that's why when people say that they prep themselves for shows fully over and over again, I don't believe it because I feel like you either need to be so depleted that your brain doesn't work and you need someone literally walking you around or you do have enough mental capacity that you're still making decisions. That means you're not dieted down enough. That means it's not. Yeah. I kind of know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think even people that don't have coaches have somebody with an eye there for them. You know what I mean? It's not like, I know, I know Dorian Yates talks about how he coached himself all his career and everything. And he did. I'm not saying he didn't, but he must've had a training partner or somebody there to say, you're on the right track. Everything's going the way it should be. You know what I mean? Not a non yes man. That's why I say all the time. Yeah, you have to have yeah. a non yes man in your life. And I think that's why everyone who I know who competes, they always message me because I'm going to be the first guy to be like, no, bro, you look like shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're out of your mind. You know, but you do. You need, I would yeah. rather have someone, and there are bodybuilders, uh, not, to, not to throw my boy Cody under the bus, but I've been trying to get Cody Montgomery to come out here and train because he used to train with Cormier all the time. Yeah. But the way Cormier is, he's the same way too. He'll take Cody through his posing and he'll say to him, well, how do you, what do you think? But don't tell me anything if you think it's bad. Well, like, What's the point then? Well, right, exactly. But I yeah. think him, and that was, that was his biggest downfall. I'm so glad that he did well in, in, um, in Romania, I think he went to. Yeah. Because you can also do really well for a long time in the sport and never lose. And that actually is your downfall. It's going to actually make you yeah. stop competing completely. If you've never lost and you keep winning and you keep winning, and that's what he did. He never lost a show his entire life. He's beating adults as a teenager. Then he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Arnold. So you think because you won team collegiate and then you got first place at USA's, 
that you can go to the Arnold. And then guess what? You got like 16th place. It like blew his mind. And then he started going through all these, like, maybe this isn't for me. And he disappeared and didn't compete anymore. Where I bet you if he had got his ass handed to him earlier on, that Arnold wouldn't have psyched him out so much. And I think some some people need uh, someone in their life. They don't have to be as much of a savage as me, but just someone where it's not your mom saying, you know, because everyone's mom is like, you're the best. And if you just have those people, then you get up on stage and when you're not the best, you're going to, you're going to blame the judges. You're going to blame politics. Mm -hmm. You're going to blame everything in the world rather than, man, if someone had just told me, you know, your glutes look like shit, you probably should have got on them two or three times more a week. That makes a difference. So yeah, not having a yes man, uh, it doesn't have to be a coach, but just someone like that in your life is is definitely a a, a necessity. Well, it's hard because your perception can be very skewed, right? If you're on Instagram and you post a picture and you get 500 people or 50 people even, or even 10 people, you look amazing. This is the greatest I've ever seen anybody look. And I want to look like you and you're my fucking idol. After, after a while, especially if you've never lost a show, your perception can start to become skewed. And maybe you think you're better than you really are. Like, had I, I would have never advised somebody to go into the Arnold for their very first show. No doesn't, way. doesn't matter who it is. I'd have been like, dude, do another show, you know, do a smaller show, fucking win, crush it, move on. Just kind of stand next to the guys first. Right. Because once you stand next to them, you're like, holy fuck, this is not at all what I thought it like it. It doesn't look, it doesn't look like this on fucking on a TV or on a phone. These people are fucking enormous. (laughs) So yeah, going to the biggest show, I mean, the Olympia is the only thing bigger. Going to the Arnold, the very first show is probably not a good choice for anybody. Yeah, I think there should be a rule. I think there should be a rule that nobody should be able to even uh, bash a bodybuilder or even comment on a show unless you've been to one pro show in your entire life. Because no (laughs) idea. You can't do that. You can't do that. Of course not. You can't do anything (laughs) to read it. But you have no idea what stature is. You have no idea when you can look at Lee Priest by himself, and that guy is fucking perfect, and you put him next to Gunter, you know, who's not, he's not body part by body part. Aesthetically perfect, no. Right. But man, it is a completely different stature and just a... a, you're just taking in a completely different show. And when you catch yourself not being able to keep looking away from someone, yeah, that's bodybuilding. Yeah. And, and that, and I'm glad. And that's why they, back in the day, they had the short class and the tall class. And that's why we do have 212 and, and whatnot. But in the open, if you've never been to approach it, you just don't know. That's- I think it's funny you say that. I, it, I, I've told the story before, but I think you're hundred percent right. Actually, now that I think about it, because I did a show in Toronto and Victor came to the show at last minute. Victor ended up winning and I took second. And a lot of people after the show were like, you should have beat him. You should have beat him. And I'm like, you're looking at pictures, man. Pictures are 2d. Victor is fucking 3d. I'm like, it's not like Victor is round upon round upon round. And just because my shoulders are the same width, it doesn't mean I'm as muscular. Like you, you had to be there to see how thick he was like front to back, not shoulders. You know what I mean? And um, it's actually exactly what you're saying is had somebody gone to that show and saw it live and saw what the people looked like live, it's a completely different thing. You can't make that judgment without actually seeing it once in your life. Yeah, that's why I hate the Olympia staying in Vegas uh, because when you used to travel and be Atlanta, Chicago, New York, mm-hmm. even if maybe you can't afford to go all the way to Vegas, it might come to your hometown and you might buy a ticket. Even if you don't know anyone who's doing it, you might go and then it might change your life. Yeah, but don't you think don't you think it makes it like a spectacle, like a you know the grand show that it's in Vegas? Yeah, if it wasn't at the Orleans, that's true. 
That yeah. part, I, that part, I agree. Was, yeah. It was at Mandalay Bay, and they would come out, and the stage literally was as big as probably the whole hotel as Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the backgrounds? They would they would look like like medieval, Rome, like Roman coliseums and shit. Oh yeah. my god! Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and we're n- we're never gonna get that back. Dan's dad, Dan did tell me today. I don't even know if I can even say this, but he did say that they are trying to change that part of bodybuilding. Maybe not yeah. remove it, but yeah, man, like. They used to come from the ground. The O would spin. They'd come yeah. out, out down the stairs. I remember that. Out. Yeah. And and now it's just like they just walk out. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I have kept you for like over an hour now, and I know you're dieting, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. No, you're good. No, and I was going to tell you, too, when you're calling me, asking me if I'm good, if you literally call me on the phone and we had this conversation on the phone, it's not taking me away from my diet. So the only difference is we're filming it. I just know when I'm in prep, I have like a very – like I'll be great. And then it can turn like that. Like one minute I'd be fine. And then like all of a sudden I'm tired and I just want to like go lay down. Yeah. If, if you so. were like, uh, I'm not going to name any people. So. <laughs> Don't name anybody. If, if it was just some enough, random show that I was on. And you like, got hey. enough, you got enough fucking heat on your side. Just <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> so anyway, it, listen. that's what I say. Put it on my tab. <laughs> what? Um, okay. Listen, honestly though, and I, I don't want you to make any predictions, but where do you I feel can, like I'll do a prediction. I can do predictions. I don't care. You don't have to do I, all I'm asking you is I think I feel like every real bodybuilder has a sense of where they could be, where they will end up being, and all that. So all I'm asking is when you're laying there at night before you go to bed and you're kind of dream, thinking about everything, do you feel like you can win or do you feel like you know, they're going to make you wait or what do you like, where do you see yourself kind of is what I'm trying no, to say. No, there's no way that I'm going to win the Arnold the first time. There's just, there's just not, there's, um, I wouldn't say there's no way. Man, but, I don't want to, I don't want to push it in your head, but I think if there is a show where people can upset other people, it's this show, not the Olympia. No, you're right. Because Arnold yeah. may pick someone who may be a little bit more aesthetically pleasing over someone who's maybe a, a bigger and then your posing does get points it's not only the 10 grand that's true it does add to your points so yeah. i'm gonna get those points for sure my i'm not even thinking about that because i really feel like i feel like uh big ronnie did what i did he got away from the toxic part of his life the people forcing him to maybe do things he didn't want to do and he's probably sick and tired of hearing how he's not conditioned him still posting fake pictures i still don't get that like why is he posting fake pictures what do you mean he's been doing that for years he did it again that back double buy that he posted oh it's not not legit it's in bader's office oh i didn't even realize and maybe he's doing it like i did it when i did new york just to prove that people don't follow me and they're so stupid and I wanted to show who's not my real fans because if I'm, if I'm posting the same yeah. picture I posted before, that means you didn't follow me when I posted them before. So maybe he's doing it because of, like for that, because he posted a picture he's in Bader's office. We know he's not been in Kuwait. So that's not true. Then he just posted that other selfie with that other guy. And yeah. he's got like a Amish beard. It's like very thin <laughs> at the bottom. And that's not what he looks like right now. And people yeah. are just like, Oh my God, you see his diet face. Yeah. So except for the videos where he's wearing dragon uh, yeah. are the only real ones. And, yeah. and I think he, so what I was getting to is I think he did the same thing I did. Uh, okay. I think he, I think he got on it, and I think, went back to the drawing board. I think Rami is going to win. I think he's sick and tired of not only the people talking shit about him, but he has such a huge following from like people like in Egypt and stuff like everywhere. That. Yeah, in the Middle East, he, and made, he made an apology post for getting fifth at the Olympia or sixth. Like, yeah. 
one, it shows how fucked up social media is, but two, it shows what kind of person he is too. And yeah. he actually does take the shit to heart. So I actually think Rami is going to win. Uh, I think Bonac's going to take second. I saw Dexter and he's better than Tampa. And this is, is just, where, yeah, yeah, his leg, his legs are better. And that's all he had to fix. And yeah. I feel like if a 50 year old man shows up better than what he did at those last two shows, you have to reward him. You have to. That's true. And, and come on, like people can be on social media and wish that Patrick's going to win and all these people that they're their favorites that they're going to win all they want. But this guy just announced that he's doing his last Olympia. You're telling me the sport is going to be like, cool story, but we're going to put you in sixth place. <laughs> and, you, and you look better than you did last year. Steve, that's the difference between me and people that don't know the sport. That's never going to happen. Bodybuilding yeah. is, they do it. Look, look, when Jay came back after he lost, and he probably should have got seventh place. They gave him fourth. When Ronnie yeah. came back and he looked like crap with his hair, they gave him fourth. Gave Bodybuilding fourth, yeah. rewards people who have given their lives to this sport. And yep. they should. And yep. Dexter, I think, is going to get third. And then this is where it, bodybuilding is going to be starting for that Arnold. Is if I can beat Kuklo, who is in Cabo dieting. I don't know how he's in Why Cabo. Is he, what do you mean he's in Cabo? What are you talking about? He's, he's he's vacationing right now. No, he's he's doing business. You know this guy. He's always yeah, yeah. Yeah. always running some kind of business. You know, he's such a good businessman. But he was just in Cabo. So if, yeah, exactly. If you can go to Cabo and diet, you know, he's probably he's probably more dedicated on vacation than some of us are yeah. at our house. Yeah. But still, you can beat me while you're in Cabo. Again, this is a for me. So I think I can beat. <laughs> I think I can beat Kuklo, Cedric. I think there's no way in hell you're going to leave a Cedo. And you're going to look better. That's just how I feel. Yeah. And he hasn't. He hasn't since. He has not looked better since he's left him. So if I can be Kuklo and Cedric, then that means I get fourth. Who because. else is there? Who else is there? What about Josh Lenarowitz? Or what about oh, yeah, that, yeah, right. What about that big fucker that just uh, turned pro? I shouldn't say big fucker. And he's doing Australia. He's not I didn't mean it in a derogatory way. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his blessing. name? Blessing. No, not Blessing. Oh. oh, you're talking about that dude who literally won the Arnold Amateur? Yeah, Morgan. Or is it Morgan? Oh. Oh, come on, come on. Okay, <laughs> that he doesn't have one shredded glue to save his life. Sergio, you're fucking hilarious. You just don't give a shit, dude. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now. If by if Bayeki shows up the same Bayeki he's always been and he beats me, I'm gonna retire on stage right there. <laughs> because because I like Lionel a lot. He's a nice I love guy. him. I think he's a walking Mr. Olympia for the last five years. And if, and in fact, I actually am starting to dislike him because he's making me so mad that he could be our Mr. Olympia and he just will not do one glute kick. Or one goddamn leg curl isn't get it, upstairs. Yeah, isn't it upsetting when you see a guy that has flex wheeler genetics? It, it's, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if he just doesn't know how to get in shape. I don't know if his conditioning. I don't know if it's coach. I don't know if it's. I don't know genetic. I, I know what it is. I know. All, all I know is all I know is Lionel has always had one of my favorite favorite physiques oh ever ever, ever in bodybuilding. It's, it's almost perfection, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing that happened with a lot of these guys that are in different countries. They're surrounded by yes men. They don't have someone saying, Bayeke, you're out of your mind. Lose a couple pounds. Get these things shredded. And you know how bodybuilders, we, we go through that, oh, my God, I'm getting too small and stuff like that. And him and Big Rami, I think when they go through that, then they either eat or whatever it is, they don't, they don't keep pushing further. So yeah. because he's always going to be prepping out in his country, he's never going to be better. Look at Rafael Brandaro. He's yeah. another guy. He's walking perfection too. Beautiful physique, yeah. 
but it wasn't until he came to Florida and is surrounded yeah. by people like Flex or Della Rosa that would be like, no, bro, you need to get on it. That now all of a sudden he's looking the best he's ever going to be. Yeah, so yeah. I think while these guys are still stuck in other countries where they're only surrounded by yes men, they're never going to be able to get to that mental level to be shredded. Can you beat Josh? What about uh, Nathan? What about Nathan? Wait, what did Nathan start his diet? Like two weeks ago? <laughs> if, if Nathan beats me and he's been dying for six weeks, I'm retiring on stage. I'm, there's no way like you should stop saying you're gonna retire what if this happens somebody's, <laughs> somebody's gonna someone's gonna call yeah. me out hey. someone's gonna clip this fucking thing out and be like this is what you said motherfucker um no nathan nathan just posted some photos he's peeled i thought are those recent peeled no he's only i saw somebody the back of mobile that's fake I don't follow him, but somebody reposted something that I yeah, do yeah, follow. Yeah, that's when he was with Jensen. That's at a different place. Oh, it's not, not the same. That's in America. Same. He's in, or that's not in America. It's uh, in the UK. It's in the UK, and he's in Kuwait. So we got. Let's see who else is. No, Nathan, Josh, Josh. Josh is. Josh can be very, very impressive. Josh is really good because. So my only thing that I get people on is 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 height. So standing next to people, that's why in New York, I felt like I was, I was able to pull it out because. Yeah, but Josh is like, isn't Josh like 5'11 or six foot? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Josh, yeah. Cedric, yeah. and Kuklo were all the same height. Oh, okay. So it's really going to be in those four people of who, who nails it. And I'll tell you this, Josh uh, went through a lot of shit. Um, and I know he hears all the shit that people are talking. Oh, yeah. And I, now he has, I mean, I don't have a kid, so I have no idea. But I know he has a new motivation. And I know in the back of his head, he's starting to do the, everyone who has a kid does the same thing. They start to have to pick between spending time with their kid or their career. And if you're going to take time away from your kid and the career, it needs to be uh, flourishing. So yeah. I already know he's on that cusp of if this doesn't work out in the next year or two, he's, he's going to be done. Because when I met Josh, the first time I went to Australia, when he carried me, he told me he was going to stop bodybuilding. Yeah, his body was so hard out there. It's just not no no one sponsors him. It's so hard to yeah. get anything. So yeah. he, back then he was about to quit, and then and then look, he won the San Marino and all those other shows, the Ferrigno, and he killed it. So I think with the the surgery and having a kid, it's either going to be the best or the worst him. And I, I, I hope it's the best. I hope it is because he's easily one of the best people in this. If sport. you guys are both at your best, I'm going to make it a, an objective uh, prediction. If you're both at your best, he's very impressive, but I think your shape will carry you past. If you've put on the amount of muscle, I think you have. Yeah, I put it in the right areas. So, yeah. yeah. So, in the back poses, I would beat him. Um, and then that's bodybuilding right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're like, that's it. I win. <laughs> um, okay. That's everybody. I mean, we got Patrick Moore. Akeem Williams got a shit ton of muscle if he can, if he can bring it down. I've already beat Akeem, and I'm only better now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. and Patrick. So Patrick's probably Patrick's probably my best friend in bodybuilding. That's a pro currently competing. Okay. Um, but Patrick, it's got a lot of hype yeah. for competing in an Olympia that nobody was in. And this is what I've been saying. And again, people are going to bash me, and they're going to try and turn us against each other. But if you add the four people that were missing in the Olympia back into last year's. Patrick gets the same place I got at the Olympia, which is last place. You're in 15th now. Mm. You, so, so us keep talking about how Akeem got ninth, Patrick got 10th, or whatever that does. It, it's irrelevant. And it's so weird how we pick and choose. And who, again, are the, who are the four people? Phil, Rami. Sean. Sean. Um, Kai? Are you, you're thinking Kai? Right, right. Yeah, it was somebody else, right? Yeah. Kai's not going to so, come back. So we say three. 
Mm-hmm. Kai's never coming no matter, back. No matter what, you have to add three places, at least minimum, to everybody's yeah. placings, and they're all bumped back. That means you went from top 10 to mediocre. Yeah. But him, his potential in the future is what I think people should be talking more about because I don't want people to keep telling Patrick he's going to win the Arnold because I don't want him to be a Cody, and I don't want him to start believing it and go in. And yeah. then if he gets fifth or sixth, which is amazing – I don't want him to think that that's a letdown because he literally almost lost the cow. I was at the cow yeah. and, and people probably can't even remember the guy who got second place, but that guy's got a lot of potential too. It's like, who, weird... the guy's, who took second? Do you remember? He's like, he's like a pretty blonde guy. I forget. He's from another country and his legs are stupid, insane. All right. He almost beat Patrick. It was very close. So he had lost. He would have never went to the Olympia. No one would have been talking about him. So I, I just want, I want people to understand the real variables of bodybuilding. And I want Patrick to go into it, understanding that even if he gets fifth or sixth, that is so huge. Not only is the prize money, it's better than any show. Exactly. You're still getting better every show. And that's how I feel. As long as you're getting better every show, then that's fine. You don't have to live up to other people's expectations because they're so bored in bodybuilding that they're always rooting for the guy, you know, climbing the hill. Yeah. All right. There's no way way that they're going to beat me. So what, um, if you don't win, what's next? Because you, you're obviously your goal this year is the Olympia, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go no matter what. I've qualified for the Olympia every single time I've competed. Okay, so but this year, but at the Arnold, at the Arnold, you have to win to qualify. Well, Luke did it. Yeah, but Luke had to do another show to make sure he had to not enough points. But did he have to? I thought he just did that just to just so he didn't have to worry about it. I'm glad that he did because well, that battle with him next year was good. But I don't think he had to. I think once the points came out. Oh no no! I think whoever if he didn't no 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 you're no no you're right. But if one of the I think it was Josh Wade. If Josh Wade had placed a certain place, right? Then he would have bounced uh, Luke out. But I'm doing Australia automatically, so that's already. So you think those two will get you enough points? Um, I hope so because that means then I if I can get fourth at both of those, that should that should do it uh, enough. But if not, I live right here in the Cal. I should do the Cal. It's right here in my That's backyard. I've never, yeah. I've never prepped for a show at my house before. I think that would be really cool and very yeah. relaxing. Uh, but no matter what, guaranteed I will be at this Olympia. All right. What about Athleticon? Any plans for Athleticon? No. I don't even know how people qualify for that or get invited to that. But right. is the right exactly? What's the criteria for it? It's just like, is it an invitation? And then what are you just? You're cool to the rock. <laughs> like he's just like know. you're cool you're cool fuck you <laughs> no yeah, I, I, don't I, know. I want that trial and error to go on without me because if i make it to the olympia by then i'm already going to be trying to take a break and get back on what i did this last year yeah uh, so how many days out are we right now two weeks and three days but who's counting <laughs> you're probably counting the fucking minutes at this point all right, you, know all right. I do? you know i was gonna say it when you said when you're when you're getting down to four weeks out three weeks out i don't do that i count how many body parts i have left that's when it freaks me i out. do that too and i'm like oh my god i don't have three more leg days holy yeah. shit that's i think scary. every i think everybody every bodybuilder does that though when you get to the end you're like you know how many days it is you know how many body parts you have left you know how many fucking meals like yeah. just you break yeah. down all these yeah you break it down are you ready? Because the worst part for me is always like coasting at the very last week or two. Yeah, this is the first time I'm getting them early. So oh, it I sucks, know. dude. It's like a waiting yeah. game. You're like, can I just finish? Maybe it's the first. You know, I don't know. Well, he, I sent him pictures today, and then he said that he's going to give me a super high day, carb day. So that's yeah. how I know I'm, I'm way ahead if he's giving me super high day. Like send, a me some, send, out. send me some photos so I can leak them for you. 
Yeah, right. You're out of your mind. <laughs> no, because that's another thing that I wanted to do. I have this theory in bodybuilding. Yeah. That you're never going to be able to live up to your pictures. Never. No matter what, the judges are human. So if I post you a picture with the best timing, the best pump, yeah. the best angle, when you walk on stage, you could even be better, but you're not going to live up to that picture. So it's going to be a bad job. That's what I've been doing wrong all my fucking career. I post all the fucking pictures after my workouts when I'm fucking swole as fuck. I'm I dry. In the locker room, sweat out all the water, and then take a photo. And then, and then you got to show you're nervous as fuck, holding on to water, pours all over the fuck. That's what I fucking did wrong. See? Yeah, so this is my first show. I'm not posting any pictures, and I want to see. I wanna, I'm doing the Dorian Yates way. I actually hate I like it. that all this hype started because I was, I was really wanting to just go right into the show. No one talking about me. I didn't want anybody talking about you either. I just wanted to have you on my show. And then all of a sudden you did like four other ones. What the fuck? No, I didn't do any shows. I just did the Jay Cutler. Uh, oh, the Jay Cutler one. Yeah, but that blew, that, that blew you up a little bit. People were like, yeah, oh. I just I wanted people to see Chris and me doing it together. I think that was really cool. It also yeah. helped him out. I want, I want to help him out as much as I can. No, it's cool. I think it's cool what you're doing because – even though I'm the kind of person that thinks posting pictures is cool because it brings fans in like to your prep while you're doing oh, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I also think it's really cool to be that guy. That's also like, you know, I'll show an arm here. I'll show an arm there, but you're not, you don't get to see the full shit until the day of the show. I can name, I can name all the times that my name hurts me, but there is one thing that I never have had to worry about in my entire career since the first time I did a show, and that's getting my name out there. So I think that's probably why I've always gone about things a little bit different, where I don't, I don't need those followers. Anything I feel like there's already too many eyes on me, yeah. judging me, that I almost want less, where other people are trying to get their name out there. They got to post pictures, are constantly posting the workouts. They have YouTubes. They have a whole series. I don't have any of it. So it's really not until I'm now watching other pros, you know, bust their ass and do stuff like that, that I'm realizing that is one benefit that I've never had to deal with. Wait a minute. Before you go, uh, I was about to let you go. I just fucking hit me. Did somebody, somebody told me you're starting your own supplement company. Boom. How did I not bring it up? What, I'm, you're I'm, a whore. You're a I'm horrible a marketer. <laughs> you're a horrible Thanks, marketer. God. Well, what I was really doing is I was texting Fawn. I was like, hey, ask about my supplement company. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. I was kind of, I was kind of wondering what the fuck the toque was on your toque. So explain the supplement company now. Uh, yeah, man. I just, you know, I worked at Vitamin Shop and GNC my whole life. I've been with fucking every company there is. So I just know the ins and out of supplements and just what's really good and what they really cost. And then when Gap dropped me after promising me again the same shit, I realized this stress of, you know, cause I even had Yamamoto reach out to me and a bunch of other companies I could have signed with again, but then now I nearly am like, okay, if I sign two years, is it really going to be two years? Are you going to drop me again? And three yeah. years in a row, three fucking years in a row, eight weeks out or less, I've been dropped by a company. And that puts such a toll on my body that whatever the money was I was getting, it's not worth it. Yeah. So I'm just done. I'm done with it. And if I'm planning that I'm going to make it one day, I'm going to do my own supplement line anyway. But I don't want to be like Dorian and Ronnie where they're doing supplement lines after they're already retired. I want or to me, or me. Well, you're not retired. Kinda. I haven't competed in three fucking years. <laughs> um, but no, it's I, I, I do think you're doing the right thing. I do think it's important to do it while you're in the limelight. It's a lot of work though, so I'm hoping you have oh, a lot of good a lot of right. a lot of partners with you. 
So that was not the smartest thing to do. My first Arnold, and I'm also bringing my clothing line back up because I had to switch it from Florida to California and a, a supplement company all in the same prep. Yeah, but but luckily, you, like you said, I, I'm surrounded by you have partners. Have the best team. Yeah. I'm, my partner in the supplement industry is actually my first workout partner okay. I ever had. He was like the first guy who showed me everything in the ins and outs in Florida. So I'm so grateful that I'm able to just be with my brother because mixing business and friends is, I have learned is, is not so, smart. Well, uh, so. that's, it's funny you said that because Summer, if you guys don't know Summer's my wife, Summer is the co-owner to Hostile. And my brother is a third partner. So I went into business with family and my wife. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know your brother was in it. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. My brother is, uh, my you know what? you're not going to get screwed. No one's going to try yeah. and over you on something. So even if you get into arguments and stuff like that, that's never going to happen. And you're never going to get into an argument with business and it's going to mess up your relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Severely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not going to make you get divorced. You well, we had to, we had to cancel our, our, podcast on monday so i won't say why but it could have been part of the reason <laughs> but yeah so it's, it's cosmic industries um and and yeah i just I, it's been really cool too yeah there's tons of stresses and i'm doing a booth at the arnold's why um, why wait why cosmic industries what's what's with the space thing uh i i actually love space uh, is that it's why one my, it's one of my favorite things and it's untapped there's not one space supplement of anything in the fitness industry. No one's tapped into anything space, the planets, astronauts. That's uh, true. That's yeah, true. So the, so the pre-workouts, Big Bang Theory and okay. the okay. is, is yeah. Neptune. And what are you, our, what are you starting with? The pre-workout amino? Pre-workout, uh, uh, EAAs. And then our protein is Milky Way, W-H-E-Way, <laughs> W-H-E-Y. Uh, very I like, subtle. I like it. I like it. Uh, but no, it's been really cool. But also, I think designing the supplements from the scratch, which you're doing, and 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 second party, and everything that you've been preaching about, I'm I'm really loving that, and I'm really getting addicted to that. I already want to make more. You know what's really shitty though? If you're a bodybuilder and you're creating a supplement company, when you look at other supplement companies, you look at business guys that own supplement companies. They don't give a shit. Like Man, they don't care. All- they don't care what's in here. They're like, how much does this cost? Five bucks? Okay, let's sell it for fifty bucks. Perfect. Right. But if you're a bodybuilder, you're like, well, I like this ingredient and I like that ingredient and I like that ingredient. And by the time you're done, your shit costs fucking way too much. And the, the, then you get your business guys going, Hey, wait a minute. This Literally is what I just went through. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's good. I always tell people, I always tell people that watch any of my podcasts or whatever. I'm always like, look, if you're going to buy supplements, buy them from a bodybuilder because most likely they have the shit in there that they wanted. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a business decision. You know what I mean? Like I look at companies like, like Jeff Long's company or Seth's company or uh, Jason Ha or all the bodybuilders that have companies behind them. The ingredients are all pretty good. Like they didn't skimp on shit just to put out like some nasty product. Right, right. Yeah. Phil's is really good too. Um, I haven't, I haven't actually looked into Phil's. Yeah. I've actually been taking his fat burner for for my show. Uh, It's actually really good. Uh, But that's really what I did is I actually just stole, looked at everybody else's and just kind of like, but mostly for me taking it. I really like yeah, this yeah. from this one, but I yeah. didn't like that, you know, and I've just been doing that for years anyway. Yeah. So that's actually been really cool. And, and, and that's something that I maybe would even love to get into after bodybuilding. I don't know. Well, I didn't want to leave out John Meadows. John Meadows fucking granite sets. Granite. His, his, shit's, his shit's solid too. Um, I'm excited for you, man. I, I just can't believe you're taking all this on while getting ready for the biggest show of your life. It's just a testament to the people that I'm surrounded by. Uh, yeah. my, my best friend who is my manager and assistant and literally, you know, you're, 
you know you're gonna have to change a lot, eh? Like what? Well, the Sergio, the Sergio okay. that's see, but, but now it does hurt, right? It does hurt me exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to get it out of me before, <laughs> before I actually need these people. The Sergio that started the podcast is not the Sergio that can have a supplement company. That guy, that guy's got to go a little. He's got to tone it down a little bit, right? No, you're you're absolutely right. No, I think this. I think once I get back on stage too, I'm gonna remember all the good parts about body because when you disappear for a while, you're only gonna see the bads and you're only gonna see the down parts of it. And and there are tons of amazing people and and tons of amazing fans and connections that you can make in this sport. Yeah. Uh, I just like to bash the fitness industry. Like I know, I know. You just like to stir shit up. I know. Um, yeah. Anyway. Hey, listen, no one's going to say I'm boring. That's for sure. No, no definitely not. Definitely not. Um, listen, I appreciate you coming on, man. I want to let you go only because I know you're dieting and it's been a while. So go do your thing. Go train your fucking ass off. I'm going to be at the Arnold's and I'll be rooting for you, man. I'm, I'm hoping. All right, hell yeah. I know. I was talking to Summer. Yeah, I'm so glad that you guys are going to be there because I want to yeah. kill this routine in front of you guys. And, yeah. and let's get me on with, with Luke too because I really feel in the future, I say this all the time. I said it before he even started doing well on a, a podcast in, in the UK with Giles and all them. Yeah. But I think in the future, it could be me and Luke and maybe Nathan in the future and Patrick in the for future what? sport. You mean at the top? Yeah, one day. I think it, it might be. Yeah. I think we might be the Phil, Kai, you know, Sean. I can, I can totally see that. I mean, Luke and, is definitely- And Luke's different, too, because I feel like everybody else, I can I'll battle on stage, you know, it'll be close. Yeah. But on a, like, verbal or intellectual level, I shit on them. But Luke, Luke's next level. <laughs> like, yeah, Luke, Luke's a witty motherfucker. Nathan, Nathan tried me at the press conference, and everybody was dying about it because I crushed yeah. his ass when he – I heard about that. Me and Acido were talking about that. He told really? me – Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I loved your show. I loved that show, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luke, Luke, I don't know. I don't know if I would push his buttons. He, <laughs> he, might, speak, he might speak the fuck out of me. Yeah, he's violent. I don't know. He's got, a, he's got anger issues. But, no, he's, he's witty, too. He can um, – he's very quick he can hold his own yeah but no maybe i'll get you on after the arnold's with yep. me and luke on our other podcast i would love it because on the other one we just talk about ass and i, I know yeah and fucking and just nonsense <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway um listen okay i'm gonna let you go do your thing man i um i really really appreciate you coming on i know how hard it is when you're dieting and uh i look forward to seeing you on stage man i hope you do great Thanks, Juan. I appreciate you and just you and Summer and your guys' support behind the scenes. It's very easy yeah. for people to be, oh, my God, you're going to do great, blah, blah, blah. But when you're texting someone or DMing them privately and there wasn't just some post that I posted, yeah. that's when you can really tell that people are really in your corner. So I appreciate it. Summer cares, man. Summer, she just said to me the other day, she's like, I feel like I'm watching my little brother grow into a man. And I'm like, because she, she knew you when you were like literally right, a hundred pounds, a hundred pounds lighter. She's my yeah. constant reminder to not ever go back to thinking that I'm the shit because I, 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 we said this on the last podcast at that photo shoot. I thought I was big. I'm going to be a pro in like four years. I was like 190 pounds. Yeah. While she's literally having sex with you. She's like, <laughs> she's like, this kid is a joke. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Listen, let's wrap it up. We'll uh, hopefully I'll get to talk to you soon after the Arnold or maybe I'll bump into you at the Arnold. We'll see. But all right, cool. regardless, I hope you do awesome, man. Thank you. Okay, brother. Thank you very much. We'll Later. talk soon. Bye-bye.